stargazers, and welcome to 7th House Astrology, where I take a planet, an aspect, a topic, or even current transits, and I investigate it under the lens of Sinistry Astrology, otherwise known as Relationship Astrology. Hello, I am your host, Sandra Misek, and I am so glad that you guys are joining me today. Um, I'm going to just say this right at the beginning. Of this podcast. So tonight's podcast or today's podcast, this episode will be just way different of a format than what I usually follow, mainly because the topic for tonight, which is the astrology of hate, um, I actually am going to be honest with you. I was planning another episode, um, doing another episode this week. This came to the fore especially since I had loads of death threats and safety threats at work, not to mention another death threat the beginning of this week. Let's just say that, yes, it has been a very tense week for me, and this is a very important topic that I feel is not only beneficial for me, but also I feel like that is just beneficial to cover in general. I'm going to be honest with you, stargazers. I might start to swear because this is a heated topic for me right now. So if you got kiddos in the room, I'd say maybe either listen to this episode when they're in bed or when they're not in the room, and or just maybe just listen to this episode at another time. Uh, for those of you who don't really care, hey, great. Uh, just a heads up, you may hear me swear a little bit here and there. And also, because this kind of came up to me um, within the last 24 hours, I literally got the idea of this episode last night when I was driving home from work. Um, really, it's going to be a very casual episode. It's a very sporadic episode, which I normally don't do. This is going to be the first, but um, we're just going to see how this goes along. Um, I just, it's sporadic because like I said, this is very important to me. And I feel like with everything that's been going on, it's very important all the way around. So like I mentioned earlier, we are covering the astrology of hate. And I just want to prelude this with, for those of you who have heard me say that I got a lot of death threats this week, especially at work, and also a lot of safety threats, safety threats being somebody's leaning over a counter and getting into a, into your face, literally, and screaming at the top of their lungs while shoving their fingers at your face, that is considered to be a safety threat. Not only could it be considered physical assault because this person is yay close to touching you, but it is, I mean, if you've never been screamed at by somebody before, oh my God, stargazers, it is like being held at gunpoint. It is, it's not pleasant. But for those of you who have been through this as I have, first off, I'm going to say, I hear you. I feel you. And I just want to uh, prelude this with, you know, you have resources, you have rights. I actually found that out for the whole majority of this week as to what to do about my job. That of which I will answer at the end of this episode. But, um, you know, you do have rights. You do have resources. If this is happening at work, notify your boss first and foremost. 
Secondly, don't be afraid. If it escalates to a point where it is just ridiculous, involve authorities, involve the police. That's universally what every lawyer that I've talked to has said, and also what labor and employment have actually mentioned. Do not be afraid to involve the police if you feel like it's escalating to redonkulous levels, as we used to say back in the early 2000s. You know, things just being redonkulous. But it is. It's redonkulous. It's just, it's, it's unbelievable what's going on out there. Now, in this episode, the way I'm going to do this is I'm going to divide two classes of people for our, our purposes. I'm going to say for those who are the haters, I'm going to call you privileged. And I'm going to actually say, um, you know, where people kind of consider privileged to be of a different definition um, due to Black Lives Matter. You know, with Black Lives Matter, privilege usually usually refers to, you know, white woman acting like a Karen or white people subjecting or being inappropriate to people, the IPOC communities. For me, I have a different differentiation. And particularly since I'm a white woman who has just been a victim of hate, I have a different delineation. Um, I think this different delineation actually fits hate in all its shapes, in all sizes, and in all colors. Since hate comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. So for privilege, the way I define it. So Here's my test. Count however many times you've been at a grocery store and because either you were pissed off with how work went, you took your cup of Starbucks, you took like a lot, your Starbucks latte that you paid $5 for and you let spill in the middle of the aisle. Count how many times in this last month you've allowed that to happen. Also count how many times that you stood smirking while some poor clerk had to clean up your mess. Count how many times you screamed an unsuspecting person, particularly those who are a working woman or a working man. For example, how many times have you screamed at the barista because they got your drink wrong? Or at a server because you, they got your order wrong? Or supposedly they got your order wrong. Or when you screamed at somebody like me, who is a front desk receptionist, because for some reason something was wrong. Count how many times on both your fingers, on both your hands, alone. How many times this month, how many times this year have you done that? Also, how many times this year have you complained to get a working person fired? Like how many times this year on your two hands? Also, you know, like when you go to get your hair done or when you go get to your, your car fixed, how many times have you told the licensed professional as to what they should do to your car, what they should do to your hair, because you feel you are better than they are. Count how many times you've done that this year. Also, you know, count how many times you've been at, you know, the $1,000 club or your Yachty club 
and you're just not grateful for it for whatever reason. And you've expressed contempt or even ex- expressed how, you know, you just, you just can't really get your head in the zone that you're in the most exclusive club ever or that you're in the most exclusive gym ever. And count many, how many times you've expressed ingratitude for being there. And, you know, if those answers, with those answers to those questions, if those answers total up to more than 10 times, well, I've got news for you. Some enlightening news, but also some bad news. Enlightening news, you're privileged. Bad news, you're part of the problem when it comes to hate. You're the hater. You're the reason why things happen the way that they do. Now, you can call the victim and say, oh my God, I'm being unfairly accused here. How dare you, Sandra Misek? But you know what? You're just going to make things worse, both for yourself as well as for victims such as myself. So the one thing that you can do, you can change your stripes. You can start by uh, admitting to your bad behavior now. The second thing that you can do if you are not too weak-willed to stick with me in this podcast is that later on, I'm going to give some solutions, particularly when I'm going to look at the current transits as to what is causing the hate and what to do, and also, too, what causes hate when it comes to the planets involved. And I'm going to give some solutions and recommendations. And, you know, like I said, if you're not too weak-willed, I encourage you to stay. And I encourage you to listen to these factors in mind. Because like I said, this is never, ever going to change until you change your stripes. And I think I should also add, if you're prone to not only screaming at an unsuspecting person, but also opening fire with a a firearm, you're equally privileged. You're equally guilty. And we need to change that. We need to bring awareness to this once and for all. Now, now that I'm on my soapbox officially, let's get into the planets as to what indicates hate. So like I said earlier, I'm going to take a look at current transits right now that are occurring, but I'm also going to take a look at the planets that I think contribute to hate. I also took a look at um, an astrologer. Actually, I took a look at an astrologer's view. He is actually into Vedic astrology. If you're interested, definitely uh, see a Vedic astrologer. I say Vedic, but I think it's also Vedic astrology, which is actually the astrology that is used in India. Um, I will refer to North Node and South Node as Rahu and Ketu, um, since that is what is involved in Vedic astrology. But I will translate it to Western astrology as well. So for me... The way that I've been feeling at work, like uh, this week, it's been every other day where I've been receiving death threats and safety threats. Um, You know, this has actually been building up if I'm seeing this, you know, kind of in reality. This has been building up for actually the last couple of months. So for me, when it comes to hate, I don't think it's a factor that's an overnight thing. I think it's something that actually builds up. And takes time. And I think we also, the fact that we have all encountered this, 
at, with some way, shape, or form or another. You know, it, I think it's it's fair to say that this takes time. So I would say this is a generational planet thing. Um, when it comes to, you know, just again with the, the hate issues, it's not only pervasive, not only does it take time, but also, as I've said, you know, it's time for those who are privileged to change their stripes. However, I understand it's going to be hard, but you know what? It has to be necessary. The reason why it's hard is that you've been conditioned over time. And, you know, speaking astrologically, these generational planets stick around for a number of years in the signs. So it's taken you years to come to your privileged point, your privileged point of view, your privileged life, and, you know, your privileged attitudes. So in that sense, you know, it will take time to change it. But once again, if we can take the steps to change it, I think it'd be better for all of us. So aside from these traits can be hard to fix, I feel the planets that are involved definitely Pluto, especially um, since the hate acts, especially hate speech particularly, its main purpose is to obliterate you, is to make you feel ashamed it's to make you feel guilty for even existing. It's to make you feel downgraded again for even existing. And basically, like we have mentioned with Pluto in the last episode that I had um, released last Friday, you know, its whole purpose is to gain power over you. What I also see with hate is that it's misplaced power as we'll, we, we will be investigating in this time. Normally, the misplaced power is, well, gee, I was yelled at by my boss, so I'm going to take it out on you, and I'm going to overlord you so I can feel more powerful. And we're going to explore how that's going to be kind of like the Seven of Swords in Tarot, where you are tricking yourself into something that can easily lead to another handful, another shit show and another shit bag full of stuff. The other um, at, you know, planet that I think is also associated is Mars. Because with hate, there comes violence. As we've seen, 4th of July weekend with a shootout. But we also see with violence, as I have seen, with people coming like an inch close to my face and screaming like I said, that's just about as the equivalent of being held at gunpoint. It's it's unnerving. You don't think very well. It rattles you beyond rattles you. It's violent. It's unnecessary. And, you know, there's usually uprisings involved as well, too. Somebody's feeling a little less powerful because they're yelled at by their boss today. Or somebody's feeling a little less powerful because they didn't get what they wanted today. And so instead of actually resolving the problem, it's go out and get the guns, go out to the street, take a, take rise, take action. And again, because this is a, another malefic planet, Mars and Pluto are actually the most malefic planets in astrology. It's a misplaced sort of energy. I think another planet that's also involved is that of Saturn. 
Why Saturn? Because um, kind of like what I covered in my episode on Saturn, Saturn used to be the god of time, and he used to be known to kind of pause time so that it doesn't unravel and change didn't occur and things didn't, you know, kind of collapse and fall into chaos. You know, the great, the Greeks and the Romans actually kind of valued this. So like, you know, when things kind of stayed in a classical era, they kind of attributed Saturn to this to just kind of keep everything at bay, keep everything in order. Well, the biggest drawback to freezing time and the biggest drawback to being resistant to change. And this is what I also see with hate, stuck views. How many times this week have I tried to calmly explain to somebody why something happened, only to have somebody double and triple and quadruple down on whatever the hell they want to say, only to have somebody be as stubborn and as stupid as a mule and not listen to a single word I say because they are right and I am wrong. How many times have I seen this at the grocery store when somebody's chewing out a poor checkout clerk and they just double, they triple down because they are right. They are the authority. Hell, because they are a CEO. They are executive. They hold a position of privilege. Therefore, they hold a position of power. So therefore, they're right. They can't change their views. Thank you very much. Sorry, it's not going to help you. If you are stuck in that thinking, again, I feel not only is is Saturn part of hate, but furthermore, it's not going to help you. You know, you think that's going to help you to stay stuck in your point of view. Thank you very much. You're right. Everyone else is wrong. All you're going to get is a slap in the face. All you're going to get is more shit in your face and more shit reality at landing at your feet. Your life is only going to get worse, not better. Life does change. And it's best to go along with that change. That is, again, like I said, if you are of the privileged, who are actually proposing this hate. As I said, stargazers, I am so sorry, but this is a hot trigger button issue since it is happening to me right now. Um, Before I keep going with the planets, I just want to say, yes, I'm drawing on personal examples. But for those institutions that are involved right now, for me, I'm leaving them nameless. And I'm leaving all names that I know of as to how this is happening. These people, these incidents will also remain nameless. So anyone who's worried about copyright or anything like that need not to worry. All right. So when it comes to the other planets involved, I think Uranus is equally to blame, especially this last two years. You know, with Uranus, it's all about revolution, revolutionary thought. And for me, it causes haters, what I'm just seeing right now, whether it's somebody chewing out a barista or somebody giving the most Academy Award-winning dramatic performance in the chair with their hairstylist. To me, what I am also seeing is that they always like start to spout off some bullshit revolutionary theory that they've heard someplace on YouTube, that they've heard someplace on the internet. And again, haters tend to revolve around issues. You know, I I kind of take issue with revolution, especially when it comes to Uranus um, in that regard. Because a lot of people think that revolution is how social change gets going. 
and how change gets flowing. In fact, you know, a lot of revolutionaries think, you know, this, this theory, this thing worked out for me. So therefore it's going to work out for everybody. I'm doing everyone a favor by being the revolutionary and, you know, sharing my idea ideology. Well, guess what? The whole first word of revolution is revolve. How is that? Well, it's because you revolve around your problems. You don't actually resolve them. You know, take a look at all revolutions. Every leader who has triumphed in the revolution has become their oppressor. They start acting like their oppressors. Every single lot of them. And that's what I also see with haters. They act like their bosses. They act like the people who oppress them, you know, and they just feel guileless. They just feel like they're at the mercy. And, you know, again, you're not the mercy. You can change this. The last two are personal planets. I think that Mercury, especially ill-aspected as it is right now, especially is not so great for haters because there's a lot of lipping off. And a lot of, of not listening, staying your ground, doubling down, quadrupling down, and not listening to any sort of rational thought, not listening to anything. It's actually hard to listen when you're upset. It's hard to listen when you spout hate and when you get like so ramped up that you can't, you know, you can't even physically function. And, you know, it also just goes to show when it comes to communication, you just don't know what the fuck you're talking about, privileged people. You really don't. You think you're being smart. You think you're being cunning. You think you're being logical. You're not. You're letting your emotions overrule you. And this is particularly prevalent, especially when Mercury is in a water sign. It's like you just allow your emotions to overrule you, to just take you over. Just rule your day. Again, this does not have to be the case. And also when Venus is at detriment. You know, because people, haters are just rude. Just flat out effing rude. You know, you could just walk into a room and mind your own business. They're calling you a derogatory name. You could just be going to work and minding your own business and they're, they're getting in your face. You could just be at the grocery store, mind your own business, and they're, they're dripping their little yucky drink all over your shoes. Rude. Flat out rude. And you know what? Like I said, if you are privileged, it doesn't have to be this way. You know, stargazers, I mean, the world does not have to be this way. It's just been this way all week. Like, you know, th this, this whole situation I've just been describing to you, it has just been like this all week. It does not have to be this way ever. And this is where we're going to take a look at the current chart. Actually, before I do so, let me take a look at Outlook India for just a minute and kind of share that insight with you. Another aspect, as I've mentioned earlier, involves the North Node and the South Node. Normally, um, according to Vedic astrology, that of India, whenever a malefic planet hits either the North Node or even particularly the South Node, seems like a lot of things, like the shit hits the fan when it comes to that chart. 
And it seems to be like the favorite transit amongst hate mongers. Um, and what's really apparent, and I mean, this is like just what breeds hate more than anything, especially when that malefic plant should hit the south node. You know, a lot of people get that mistaken identity crisis when the north node and south nodes tend to shift, especially after a lunar eclipse. And they also tend to get that mistaken identity when, you know, um, a malefic planet hits that north or south node. And so a lot of people think that, well, you know, my purpose, like if, say, the south node were actually conjunct Pluto, which it actually has been before, a lot of people just kind of get this attitude, well, it's my purpose to stand up and overrule and overlord everybody and make people feel smaller than small. And what's actually very tricky about this is that first off with the South Node, that is not your purpose. And whatever prompted you and guided you to think that purpose, well, it's maligned. Because here's what the South Node actually does. It's basically appealing to old patterns of behavior that you need to get rid of in this lifetime in order to pursue your purpose, a.k.a. the North Node. And the same is true with any sort of chart. That, you know, when it comes to the South Node, these are things that you should do away with, such as power mongering. Do away with it. Look to transform instead. When you look to transform, that's where you're going more towards the North Node and whatever that's hitting in your natal chart's house and also, you know, the lessons for this time, which I will be pointing out. So without further ado, let's go ahead and take a look at our current chart, our current transits right now, because I'm just, like I said, again, I decided to make this a sample chart because I am seeing an abundance of hate including that in my own life. And I just, I cannot shake it, stargazers. I really can't. But with that, I'm going to try to impart some nice, again, concrete sort of advice to everybody involved. And let's just, I'd like to think that this is a favor um, in, in giving, in kind of broadcasting this to people you know, not only giving voice to those who have gone, who have been a victim to death threats, who have been a victim to safety threats in their life. But I also think that this is a call for action because, like I said, we have too many haters out there. We have too many people who are arguing. We have too many people who are hating and too many people who are acting on violence and power mongering and what have you. So let's go take a, a quick peek at the chart um, I am going to pause for the cause in this moment, and we will come back. All right, stargazers, I've kind of calmed down a little bit, and we are back. So when it comes down to the chart, I'm going to actually, I took a look at the planets that were aforementioned and where they're hitting right now. And, you know, not only the effect of what it's causing at this time, um, if you do want to see like the socio-political effect that these transits are causing, um, you can definitely take a look at Chris Brennan's podcast, the astrology podcast, 
where he goes a little bit further into the sociopolitical aspects as to what is occurring. And I'm betting you uh, Pam Gregory as well on YouTube has a great video on this as well. So when it comes to the current chart, the first thing that struck my eye was Uranus squared Saturn. Um, in the regard that there's a lot of obstacles to revolutionary energy, there's a lot of oppressive uh, sort of energies, both to the privileged, hence why the privileged are acting so privileged, and also to those who might be victim to it. So, you know, with Uranus squared Saturn, we're talking about, well, first off, Uranus is chucked into a really icky sign. It doesn't like the sign that it's in. You know, while Taurus as a whole is not icky, it feels icked out by the fact that it's chucked into Taurus right now. You know, where Taurus is all about laying down the groundwork and being stable. Here comes this revolutionary energy that sits in Taurus and wants people to rile up and act out. Um, so already it's in cahoots right now. And I'm sure a lot of people feel like they're thinking in, in work, they're thinking outside the box, they're coming up with creative energy only to hit a wall and only to hit a block. Also with Uranus, it's like standing in your freedom, be yourself, don't be ashamed, don't be abashed as to who you are. And again, that's also hitting another wall. The other reason why that's hitting a wall, well, then there's Saturn also chucked in an unlikely position. Um, and that's of Aquarius, even though a lot of astro there are some astrologers who argue that Saturn actually rules Aquarius. I see that as an unlikely pairing. I see Uranus ruling Aquarius because Aquarians are all about freedom and using their freedom and, you know, champion for the, the greater cause when it comes to humanity, as well as being their own individual selves and also thinking very um, outside the box as well to thinking um, like kind of critically thinking, critical thinking skills. You know, a Saturn, it doesn't really go with the, 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 the pattern all too well, because again, it's all about structure and foundations. So to not only have these plants chucked into signs that they don't like and that they're already really irritated about, you know, what I'm seeing with this square and how this contributes to hate is that it seems like there's a lot of people where, again, creativity, where, you know, expressing themselves is hitting a wall. I've also started to notice recently, it's almost as though um, a lot of these haters, too, also go after the foundation of people. And I mentioned the foundation because that's what Saturn rules. Saturn rules all foundations, putting the start to everything. And really, um, what I'm seeing with all these haters is like going for the core, making people not only powerless, but also kind of like with a Jenga set, just kind of making them fall apart and making them crumble. And again, it, it all boils down to, for what? For why are we doing this? So first lesson to the privileged, if you are still listening, that is. Think outside the box. This is a lesson that we're getting from Uranus. I know your creative ideas at work are hitting a wall. You're frustrated. You're frustrated with your boss. You're frustrated with your company. You're frustrated with life. 
you feel like life is just not listening to you. You feel like no one is listening to you. But you know what? If you're going to go after the foundations and the very core of people and who they are, you are going to go nowhere. Your oppression is going to reek. It's going to stink like a dead rat. And it's going to show as the worst wrinkle that you ever have on your body. Also, Saturn ages you. You know, when you let the wear and tear and the stress get to you with this pairing, I mean, with this pairing, it's it's a stressful situation. You know, again, not being heard can be very stressful. But, you know, when you just allow the stress to just overcome you to where you behave badly, especially to those who are honestly working, you also age and there is nothing, no beauty regimen that can reverse the clock, not even plastic surgery. You think plastic surgery is going to fix you? I'm sorry, you're going to end up with duck lips and you're going to end up looking like an idiot that you really are. You're going to end up looking like a fool too. And you know, it doesn't matter how many shades of hair color there are when it comes to covering grays. It doesn't work. You just look fake. So my advice to you, think outside the box. You know, if you have an appointment, instead of screaming at the receptionist as to why you missed that appointment, maybe plan your time out far more wisely. And maybe think about like creative problem solutions. You know, I have a problem. How can I resolve it? And how can I resolve it constructively? And no, not yelling at, you know, no, yelling at the barista is not the way to go. Yelling at a barista for screwing up your stinky latte is not the way to go. Yelling at a front desk receptionist because of whatever you think their mistakes are is also not the way to go. That is a misuse of power and you know it. And guess who ends up looking bad in the end, privileged people? Yeah, that's right. You do. So put the adult brain back in your head. And start thinking about your solutions more creatively, more proactively, more concisely. As Buddhism, Hinduism, and also paganism, believe it or not, can teach us. We can either be the co-pilots of our airplane, or we can be the full dead-on pilots of our airplane. To be the pilots of our airplane, you need to take some initiative for your own pitfalls, for your own fuck-ups, and above all, you need to take initiative of your own life. Not be a victim to everything. Don't be a victim to circumstances. Rise up. Put on those grown-up pants. And start thinking a bit more proactively in your life. For those who have been victimized, and I've had to remind myself of this this last week, with Uranus squared Saturn, our oppressive situation, so you know, the fact that we have to make do with a certain job, you know, especially if like you're, say, your grocery store clerk, and you have to make do because it's a job, you have to work it, you have to make rent. I understand. But, you know, what Uranus squared Saturn is going to present to us is that it's going to give us more oppression, obviously by privileged assholes who dump their latte in a random aisle, or who, oops, I, quote unquote, accidentally knocked over a can of salsa and now it's all over the floor. Oopsies, so sorry. 
you know, this, these things do not help when it comes to just making do with life and just really working and make, and, you know, kind of providing our upkeep. So what I would recommend that you do when it comes to dealing with privileged people, don't apologize for working and definitely don't apologize for following procedures because the first idiotic thing that a lot of privileged people do is that they attack you for doing your job, which is so stupid, right? Very stupid. Just think about this way. Saturn right now is actually shaking his head because, you know, with Saturn, Saturn is all about protocols and procedures. Without them, workplaces would not be able to exist. Why? Because it'd fall into utter chaos. So don't apologize for doing your job. Don't actually apologize to these people at all. Follow your job, follow standard procedures, do your best, you know, do your best, but also don't worry about it. Like, don't think that you're going to get fired for following procedures, for saying to a privileged person, I'm sorry, I can't do this because we have this procedure in place in this center. What I would do is just say, stand in that truth. Okay. You're doing your job. You're doing what you're supposed to be doing. And don't feel bad. Like I said, again, don't feel bad. Boss up. You know, seriously, the kind of boss up. Don't don't become a bully. Don't become the privileged. But, you know, stand in your own right. It's like, look, I did the right thing. I'm standing confidently. And I'm going to stand in that truth. And if somebody doesn't like policy and procedure, that's why there is an exit. They can take their Armani-clad ass and not let it hit them or not let the door hit them on the way out. There's also, um, speaking about the North Node and the South Node, talking about um, purpose, a lot of people think that because the North Node is now conjunct Uranus right now, a lot of people think that Thinking outside the box, becoming the revolutionary is now their purpose. You know, when they are told, no, stand up and fight and fight and fight. That's really what's going on with that, with what I think is, is going on with that conjunction. And again, just like with Uranus squared Saturn, for those who are privileged and taking this opportunity when somebody says, I'm sorry, your appointment has to be rescheduled, or I'm sorry um, about your latte, we don't have such and such, this is what we do have. This is not the time to be like, I demand my rights, I demand you make my latte better, I demand you, you schedule me in anyway. Because like I said, policies and procedures are there for a purpose. You know, your precious waxing center, your precious salon, your precious stinky coffee house would not be available without them. It would not be running without them. So what I would just tell you is, again, purpose is to, again, put the grown person's brain in your head and think proactively. Don't be, you know, having other people be in charge of your life, be in charge of your own life, be in charge of your own emotions and especially your own emotionally charged reactions to everything.
You can do this. You can do this if you are of the privileged. You can change this behavior. It takes a little discipline. You know, as much as Uranus doesn't like to hear that, it takes a lot of discipline. And I think that's something else you could learn from Saturn. So um, when it comes to those who are being victimized, again, I know this is going to sound contradictory. The one thing that the privileged like to do is try to tear you down like your Jenga set. And this is where with Uranus conjunct North Node, you're probably feeling like, gee, why can't I be more free? Well, you have to be in your own freedom. Account for yourself at the end of the day. Account for your own actions at the end of the day. And don't let these assholes make you feel like you're going to be fired the next day for following protocols. Or you're going to be fired the next day for executing your decisions. As long as you're doing what is best for your customers, and as long as you're doing what is best for your organization, fuck those who are privileged. Fuck what they have to think. You know, as we have established, it's like they're already oppressed by someone else and they're not taking it out or they're not finding a great outlet for it. So don't let their oppression become your oppression. Stand in your own freedom. Stand in your own choice and say, yeah, you know what? I made the best choice possible. Did it make this person happy? No. But are we here to make everybody happy? You know, if we were, we'd be on a constant suicidal mission. We can't make everyone happy. So, you know, stand in your choice. Explain it to management if this, you know, situation should escalate to management. And stand in your choice when it comes to this. And don't let somebody's hate and somebody's vitriol get in the middle of that. So also when it comes to Mercury, um, it looks like it is now in Cancer. Which for me, it's kind of no wonder. It's kind of no wonder when I try to explain policies and procedures why people are leaning in and saying that I got to do this or else I'm going to die today and shoving their fingers in my face. Mercury and cancer is all about thinking with your emotions. You know, it could be about thinking about with your intuition and following your best intuition and following your best insight there, but also following your emotions and not thinking rationally. Now, thinking logically, just doing whatever makes you feel or doing whatever the day brings to you. It's just like following waters, following a lake, following a, a river and seeing just where exactly it takes you. And, you know, again, the best way to deal with mercury in cancer, no matter how it interacts with your chart. And best way for those who are being haters right now, I don't care what is going on in your life. Stop and think about your actions before you do them. Before you bust down a door to an establishment and demand that somebody honor your schedule when you have run late, when you're running late for your own appointment. I mean, and also, first and foremost, you're running late for an appointment are you, do you act this way when you're at the doctor's office? Do you act this way when you're late for a job interview? Do you behave in hateful ways when you're late to like meeting your boss 
or meeting a important client? Oh, heavens, I hope not. What, you threaten people's lives? What, you get in people's faces when you run late? Goodness to heavens, I really hope not. But, you know, again, thinking logically, taking a step back before you just react is very beneficial. You know, if I were to just act out of pure emotions, I would have just left, like especially last night when I got another person threatening death on me. You know, um, I was about ready to say, you know what, I think maybe I should leave. I'm not a great fit. If you know, if I followed those waters, I would have made a very, very bad decision. You know, it, it's, it is trainable. You can step back. You can think logically. It just takes a bit of diligence. And again, for those who are victims, please don't do anything like quit. Okay. If you're being threatened at work, if you're dealing with a bunch of haters at work, if you're feeling like me, where you feel like you have a bunch of targets on your back, speak with officials, find out your options, find out your options and see what is best for you and make the best decisions, especially at this time. Don't just follow the waters of your emotion. Step back. Try thinking logically in this situation. I know it's hard when you get like 15 people threatening you and 15 people screeching and screaming in your face. Or if you have been held at gunpoint, first off, I'm very sorry if that has been the case. But I know it's hard to think rationally when you're at that point. But just step back and, and, just, and just step back and try. Also, step back and take a breath and see what the best course of action is. I've had to remind myself of that all week long. So speaking of the dark power mongering planet himself, Pluto is actually, even though Mars, what we call ingressed, that's like a fancy word for saying that Mars actually left Aries and went into Taurus. Even though technically Mars is in Taurus, it's still registering in the calculations as being squared Pluto which actually makes a lot of sense right now. You know, it seems like tensions are high. You know, we have the planet of survival. It's the planet of power. Tensions are high. It's like all guns are blazing literally and figuratively. All cannons are shooting off literally and figuratively. But what I mainly see with this Pluto squared Mars and you're talking to somebody who's had a lot of experience in the last month in dealing with a Pluto opposition, a natal, um, actually my natal Pluto opposition transit Mars in the last month. And I know what it's like. You know, I remember the first week I was power mongering like nobody's business. Everything that everyone else was doing, I was trying to shut down. I was being very critical. I was complaining. I was trying to get somebody fired. And, you know, I remembered stepping back into myself that same day and just thinking, Sandra, there's a better way to handle this. And there is. For those of you who are allowing, and Pluto squared Mars is exactly the same. It is exactly that. It is, I'm going to write up a dipshit Yelp review about you because you pissed me off and you're going to be sorry and you're going to, you're going to get fired. And guess what? I'm going to win. Well, you know what? No, you're not. 
You're just going to look like the dipshit that you really are. And you're going to look like the dumbass that you really are. Especially that person made an honest decision due to policy and procedure within their workplace. You're just going to look like the dumbass hater that you really are if you're doing that. And you know, secondly, I think I remembered mentioning Pluto again as being part of hatred, you know, as being destructive. I think the one thing with Pluto that makes everything very destructive when it comes to haters is that they get really deceptive, both with themselves as well as with others. You know, they try to deceive the manager into thinking that the employee did something wrong. They try to convince themselves that they're doing the right thing, even though the back of their heads are telling them that what they're doing is rather crappy and rather shitty and that they're actually a piece of garbage for doing what they're doing. They're a piece of garbage for writing that Yelp review. They're a piece of garbage for writing that Google review. They're also a piece of garbage for trying to get somebody fired. But, you know, they just, they, they deceive themselves into thinking that they're, they're so great that they're acting on the right thing, you know, due to their own convictions, due to their own revolutionary standpoints and whatever else is going on in their lives. And I'm just going to say this much, if all that you're going to do for those who are privileged and for those who are haters, if all that you're going to do is rely on trickery to get your way, here's news for you. This is what Pluto does to people who relies on its power mongering, you know, head, head playing games sort of energy. That energy is going to backfire. It's going to boomerang on you. It's going to backfire to where somebody's going to do the exact same thing to you the next day or something even worse. You allow yourself to be a victim when you act like a power wielder. As the same thing with Mars, this transit will work against you. So the solution, tap into Pluto's transformative energies. And the best way that I did this personally, I had to question. It's like, why are these? It's like my day is going to shit. But why is that? You know, maybe my day is going to shit. But maybe, maybe there is a lesson that I haven't learned yet. And maybe this is the time to learn that lesson. If you shift, I'm going to tell you this much to all those power mongers or to all those haters out there. When you shift your head into what can I learn from life as opposed to what can life do for me, you'll learn a lot of great and valuable lessons. And especially with Pluto being the generational planet, you'll learn a lot of invaluable lessons that will last you a lifetime. You know, for me, the only thing I really learned was boundaries, how to enact them constructively and, you know, what to do when enacting them constructively. You know, you might get something as deeply insightful, but yet doesn't sound, it doesn't sound very profound, but might be deeply insightful as that. But you can't know if you don't try. You can't know if you're just resorting to trickery and deceit. And you can't know when you're just standing there trying to get an innocent employee fired. Or you can't know when you're just standing there trying to harm somebody who is innocent. Again, shift your thinking. 
Think more like a chess player, not a checkers player. And then for those of you who are victim to those who are privileged, again, do not go for power trips. As much as you want to think, oh, I'm going to tell this privileged person off and I'm going to tell them that right now. It's not going to work. Again, as I've mentioned to the privileged, that Pluto transit and that Mars transit is only going to backfire. And it's going to backfire to your disadvantage. If you want to empower yourself, what I would recommend is, again, use Proto's, uh, Pluto's probing, not Proto's, sorry, excuse me. Use Pluto's probing as well as its transformative nature. And one thing I have found as well, too, when it comes to my level of work, if you come in like a boss, you know, not like a boss, you know, but like a boss, there's a constructive way to appear as a boss. The constructive way is standing in your truth, standing in yourself. You're not intimidating somebody. Somebody who's comfortable with themselves, they don't have to intimidate people. They don't have to act on hate to, you know, threaten somebody's life or to intimidate somebody. Nor do they have to intimidate people when they walk into the room because they're pissed off. No. You can be a boss by, you know, appreciating you, standing in your truth. And again, just not worrying about what the haters have to say and what they're going to do. Or what they propose to do. I mean, I had an idiot last night who called me and wanted to include my name in a dumbass Yelp review. And she literally told me, I want to leave you in my review, my, my dumbass Yelp review. I hung up on her. It's like, I, you know what? I don't give, you know, I am not, I am not subject to give my personal information to you, especially if you're just going to slander it. Or for all that I know, you could have been a scammer trying to steal my information while I was at work. Either way, I don't have the right to give you my information, and I can easily refuse. And which is what I did. I just said, I'm sorry, I'm not going to give that information over the phone and hung up on that person. And didn't give it a second thought. And you know what? Again, that's exactly what I would recommend to you, Stargazers, if you are facing through a victimization with haters. Don't let them bully you into stuff. Don't let them bully you into being less than who you are. Be who you are. Be proud that you are living on this earth. Be proud that as, you know, as one jeweler said to me, and his words actually came to mind last night when I was having the worst night ever. I used to keep saying I was sorry every time that I went to work. And he finally pulled me to the side and he said, Stop apologizing. He's like, Sandra, you're living. You have every right to be here. Be thankful for that. And I impart those words from a very wise Aquarian, by the way, to you guys. You have every right to live on this earth. You have no right to have your life threatened by someone who is small. And you have every right to be here. Be thankful for that. Be grateful for that. Be proud of that, no matter where you are in life. The last transit that I wanted to uh, point out was that also Venus is in another not-so-great sign, and that is of Gemini. 
It's just not at home at Gemini. Why? Gemini has a duplicitous nature. And what I've been seeing a lot with hate is that there's a bit of two-faced behavior, especially in the good regards of deceit and trickery. And I've been seeing this a lot when I've had to try to explain calmly why I'm doing what I'm doing to a hater. A lot of lack of listening and a lot of talking and lipping off, sometimes with foul language. And just for that, I would just say, with that said, learn to shut your mouth. If you're the the privileged, who does this, especially to an innocent employee or to an innocent person, shut your mouth and start listening. And the and if you're just like, well, but 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 this is exactly what I am saying. Shut your mouth and listen for a change. You might learn something. Might learn why things are happening as they are in your life. Again, for those who are privileged, it's about taking control and taking responsibility for your own life and for yourselves. Which is what grown-ups are supposed to do, right? So, what have we learned? I'm going to start with the privileged. And if you feel like you're being picked on, well, you know what? This is what you do when you victimize somebody by giving them a death threat. This is what you do when you act like a hater. You get picked. You know, guess what? That person gets picked on. So for once, I'm going to put the mirror, I'm holding up the mirror to you in hopes that you will change. So shut up and get used to it for a little bit. For the privileged. So these transits aren't going to help you if you don't change your ways. As I said, you need to change your stripes. And I think the biggest thing that haters tend to do is play victim in their own lives And just allow for their lives to just carry forth as though they're running down a river in a, 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 like a, a little tube and just letting life just take them away. The best thing that you can do, as I said earlier, is be the pilot in your life. Take responsibility for your fuck ups. Take responsibility for your mistakes. Take responsibility for you. And you know, best way that I also do this myself, I approach it with what can I learn? Even if I hold, even, you know, I don't, I've never held a CEO position and I know that's a lot of pressure. I understand, but you know what? As a CEO, you can learn a lot from life if you simply just show up and you simply just take action and take charge, pointing your fingers in a poor Front desk receptionist's face is not the first way to do that. Screaming at a poor barista about your drink is not the first way to do that. Maybe your drink is fucked up for a good reason. Maybe it's time for you to try a new latte. Maybe it's time for you to get out of your stick-up-in-the-ass old ways and start changing yourself. That's what I think life is doing for you. And it's time to listen Also for the privileged, I remember thinking this last night, you know, the more that you're going to act on victim behavior and the more that you're going to just lash out on people, you know, 
I have to just say this. Your soul does not look very good. And if only we could really look like what our souls really are. You know, if our souls were not so internal and if actually we actually looked like our appearance were exactly the state of our souls. I think that would cause a huge call to action. You know, every time that you use trickery, every time that you use deceit, every time that you lose your shit over a cashier, over a front desk receptionist, it'd be interesting if you start to look really old and decrepit, or you start to look really hideous and ugly, like you just came out of a leper colony. I think that would be a serious call to action in transforming yourself from the soul out. So from within, so without. So with that said, change your souls by changing your ways. And the last one, if you can't live with all these things, you know what? Oh, you know, we're going to have to deal with each other as the next years are coming up, especially when it comes to the economic recession. If you just can't deal with all the things that I have recommended to you and you just can't deal with being in the hot seat, maybe you should contemplate being a hermit. There are plenty of places in Utah that are perfect for hermithood. I highly recommend you check that out. Like, you know, in the middle of the desert somewhere. Maybe just go there for like the next 10 years and just don't emerge until you've found your profound awakening. You know, maybe it's just a situation that because you're such a bully and you're such a hater, Maybe it's, it's time that you become a hermit for a little while and take a break from humanity and maybe just go find yourself since you've, you're lost clearly, especially if you're threatening death on someone who is telling you that you're late and you need to reschedule an appointment. I am sorry, you're lost and you're never to be found again unless you change your ways. Simple. For the victims. Or for those who have been through these situations. I had a truly emotional experience last night. And I had the worst night of my life. I am not a medium. But I felt like my maternal grandmother was nearby. Along with. Um, and actually my mother is still living. I had to call my mother. At one point in my shift. And I had to ask her. It's like. I was just threatened. Again. What the hell do I do? I'm flummoxed. What do I do? And she had mentioned, it's like, well, don't quit, obviously. And she said, you know, look at look at these matters far more rationally. What I could hear in the back of my head was my grandmother saying, hold your head up high, honey. Honey, also hold up your chin. Hold up your chin. Hold your head up high. This will pass. The best thing you can do is keep your pride. The best thing you can do is keep your honor and your integrity. I also felt the, you know, this, I, I kept hearing this being whispered in the back of my head. Show up. These people are being bullies. They're pushing you to quit. They're pushing you to not exist. Show up for your shifts. Show up for your life. Don't quit. When you quit, they win. When you quit, those who are privileged and miserable and oppressed in their own lives, they win. Don't let them win. 
value your strength. As um, I also kind of thought of Queen Latifah's character, Gina from Beauty Shop. She kept citing a line from Maya Angelou's, one of Maya Angelou's poems, which is be an irresistible, I think it was along the lines of be an irresistible woman. Be an irresistible person. Value your strength. Value who you are. And you know what? Those people who are trying to get you fired, who are, crow, who are acting like crows, hanging on a low branch, calling at you annoyingly, you know what? They try to be irresistible, and they never meet the mark. They will never meet the mark until they change their ways. All you need to do is just brush your hair back, flip it back away from them, and keep walking, keep moving forward, one foot in front of the other. Also, if you are the victim of death threats, as I have been in Stargazers, there is no shame in this. No shame at all. Don't let anybody shame you. Involve your boss. Also involve institutions. One thing that I was recommended to, if it gets way out of hand, especially if, like, say, you have a system where, you know, there are customers who check in, or even if you don't, there's somebody holding you at gunpoint, or there's somebody who's about ready to threaten your life and what have you, call the police. The police thrive for death threats, as well as they thrive for murders. I, I hate to say that, but they do. When they hear that somebody has threatened your life, bam, they're right on the scene and they're ready to help. If you don't want to report anybody or you don't want to import a report a, an institution or anything or get into trouble, then what you can do is ask them for advice. That is what they're there for. That is their job. Don't be afraid to reach out and ask for help. And just know that you have legal rights. Invoke them. And then another thing as well, too. If this is happening at work, especially, you know, show up to this job, do your best, but then also don't be afraid to find another job, you know, um, to say that you're threatened a lot. That's a very valid recommendation. And that's a very valid opinion for finding another job and that actually other employers value that. And they make sure that your safety, you know, when you mentioned that your safety had been compromised. They make sure first and foremost that your safety is compromised or that your safety not, is not compromised. Sorry, that your safety is safe, that you're safe, that you're secure. And some of the time they also keep an eye out for you. But I think if nothing else, it takes a toxic place away and brings in a new place, a new fresh start. So stargazers, as I've said, I'm sorry that this was, well, actually, no, no sorries. I'm going to hold my head up high. So stargazers, I know that this was like my soapbox episode. I'm going to fold it up and put it back under my bed. And I hope that this was informative. I hope that this was a way to point out, hope that this is informative for those who are, find themselves in a privileged state. And hopefully this was informative for those who are finding themselves as I'm finding myself in a situation where they're being victimized or bullied. Because I had to cool down last night and really try to think logically, 
I had no choice but to look up at the stars where the moon is halfway full and it is gorgeous. But above all, you know, this is where our origins of astrology lie is up in the stars and up in the sky. And if nothing else, um, when you look up at the sky, it's just to take a moment and always just, I encourage you always take every moment that you possibly can. But above all stargazers, as I always sign off, be well, please, you know, for those of you who are threatening the livelihoods of others, knock it off. Okay, you're not, you're not proving any favors. Knock it off. And for all the rest of you who I am preaching to when it comes to the choir, be well. I hope I find you guys well. I hope I find myself well as well. And between now and next week, be well, and I'll see you then. If you have any questions or would like to reach out to Sandra Misek, you can definitely contact her at Misek, M-I-S-E-K, dot Sandra at gmail.com or at her Instagram page at Sandra dot Misek. Again, that's M-I-S-E-K. You can also find her at patreon.com forward slash seventh house astrology, where you can become a member and also get your sinistry chart, a free sinistry chart reading. That is patreon.com forward slash seventh house astrology.